All right, everybody, it's Rick here. I've muted you, so sorry I can't hear you because it makes the recording better, but I want you to ask questions and jump in. Today it's just me, all right, uh, and we're talking, okay, about business planning. That's what, you know, it's that time of year. You know, as, I, as you guys know, I call it Rocktober, and Rocktober means, uh, you know, this is the transitional month. This is the month that you, um, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you could probably put something on the market or get a buyer in November and still close it. But this is really the month where a lot of the work you're doing now is really going to be money for next year, momentum for next year, transactions for next year. So it's important that you guys, uh, you know, you start, you do your business plan because whatever your goal is, you need to be walking, talking, acting, being the person that you need to be 90 days before you expect to see those types of results. Some of you have been doing it for a while. You can you could pull it off in a little less time, but 90 days is the secure time. I wouldn't do it in any less time. And then, you you know, think about it. You get to turn next year really into like a 14, 15-month year if you start now. That means your business plan should be done or done this week if it's not already done. If you're in my coaching, I sent that business plan out a while ago. And you should definitely be, hopefully, uh, you know, doing it or, get, or already have it done. It doesn't take that long. It's not that complicated. That's why I like it. You know, uh, John Joseph um, introduced me to that one years ago, and I, I still use it because it's really simple. Okay? And, uh, Darren, I love your Monday Monday. <laughs> 100%. Love it. Uh, all right. So here's the thing. Okay? You've got to ask yourself the question, all right, what am I going to do next year? Who am I going to be? And I think it really starts with who you're going to be. I really do. Okay, so you may want to consider a little mission statement. Like, why do you do this? You know, I know you love to help people. I know, but why do you do this? Come up with a, like a little, uh, you know, it's almost like a little elevator speech. What is your elevator speech, by the way? When someone says to you, what do you do? I sell real estate. Okay, uh, is that really the way you should answer? Or should you answer something a little bit more, you know, I help people, you know, maximize the, uh, you know, the sale price out of their home, and if they want to move into another home, I help them with the complete transaction or, you know, something, something that's a little more. Um, I protect people's equity. <laughs> I, I've heard people answer that question in a lot of different ways, but you should have your own. How are you, uh, you know, going to do this? That's the key. How are you going to do this on a day-in, day-out basis? And, and, and uh, you know, I, I just think it's good to have like a little, I, I don't know, like I said, a little elevator speech, a paragraph, two sentences even one, all right? So have a little mission statement. Um, I would also have a little vision. What does success look like for you? Like when you're doing the business plan, if you take my success series, section five has all this in it, all right? 100 things you want. You know, um, I like to visualize things. I like to visualize my life the way I want it to be. You know, so I saw a great, where was it? Did I take a picture? I think I did. Hold on a second, folks. Um, I took a picture of a great quote this morning. Oh, here it is. The only limits for tomorrow are the doubts we have today. So the only limits you – so if, you, if you're doing your business plan and you're doubting you could do it, you're already not going to get there. You, know, you have to believe it beyond the shadow of a doubt. And even after the first quarter, if you're not on pace, that's okay because you have plenty of time to make it up. So like I told you guys, I only came close to my goal once. My goal was 75. I did 74. After that, I, and I started setting it further out. And people would say, wow, because the year I did 113, I had a goal of 150. Some people would say, well, that's a, that's a failure. I, I didn't think so. I, I thought it was pretty damn good. Right, so, um, you know, I, I, um, 
you know, uh, I always set my goals like that. Now, for you people that are a little bit more analytical, that drives you crazy, right? So set a conserv- conservative goal. And in June, when you're at or, or at a, on a better pace, then just change it. It doesn't matter as long as you – the key is to have one. And don't say it's in my head because if your head's like mine, it can be a really bad neighborhood someday. You have to write it down. You have to put it in writing, all right? Now, uh, I like to write it out first. That's what I'm saying. These things right here, this um, mission statement, a vision, maybe some objectives, maybe even describe what your business looks like, you know, things like that. I think you're good. And then you want to visualize. I mean, I know, um, you know, I know what, like, I know what I want to do for the next five years. I have a pretty good idea. All right? I have a really good idea, actually. All right. Uh, I keep it really simple. As you guys know, I have a blank check. I write out my top five, you know, like my, the five areas of my life, which are business money, family relationships, health, mindset, and spirituality. Those are my five. Okay. And I always have a, a, I have a goal for each one every year. And I write it down and I write on the front of my business check. uh, It's not a business check. It's a personal check. On the front of my check, I write down my business goal, which is um, how much money I want to make. So a check is written out to me from me. It's the I'm not schizophrenic and neither am I check. Okay. That's what I call it. And then I, on the back side, I write a one or two sentence goal for each of those five categories. That's it. No more than that. But then I think, like in five years, I like to, you know, people over, we usually overestimate what we can do in a year and underestimate what we can do in five. Now, a lot of people say that now. The first time I heard it was when I did my 30-day, 30 days to mm, whatever with Tony Robbins when we used to be on cassettes, okay? Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was 30 days to something. Excellence or 30 days, I don't know, it was a great program. If you've never done it, you should do it. I'm sure you can find it on eBay or YouTube or something. 30 Days to Success. Anyway, it was by Tony Robbins. It was the first thing I ever did um, with him, and it was uh, incredibly good. And it just gets you thinking. It even has meditation music on it. If you're going to change, you know, and, and, I, and I think a lot of the people on the call and who are going to be listening to this later, you want to change your life. Think about that now. How, how important is that? I want to change my life. I want to have the life I want which is totally, totally achievable by anybody on this call. And that's the most important part. It's not the money. It's not the transactions. It's what those give you, the freedom, the, the choices you can make, and so forth. That's what you want, right? It's not having – I don't enjoy walking around with pictures of dead people. You know, Ulysses S. Grant, Benjamin Franklin, you know, uh, Abraham Lincoln. You enjoy what it does for you. And today we don't even carry cash a lot of times. We keep it – you know, we have our debit card or our credit cards, you know, and get all the points. That's what I love, <laughs> right? So have a plan, maybe do a quick description of your business, maybe have a quick mission statement, which I would recommend you doing, maybe have a vision board. You know, I was just down in Rochelle Vinoy's office. Some of you know Rochelle Vinoy. She, you know, does 40, 50 deals every year by herself. You know, I call her the most lean and mean agent I coach because she keeps most of the money she makes, which is great. There are people that have teams that don't make what she makes, right? So, um, you know, think about this. Do your average sale price and then add 50 transactions to it without a lot of expenses. What would you be banking, right? And I, and, and I, I was in her office, like I think it was last Wednesday, and I'm sitting in the, in the chair and I'm looking around 
and uh, as she's talking to me, and I realized she's got her vision boards for probably the last eight, seven or eight years in there, right? So she has a goal, and she does the vision board. She goes through magazines and cuts out stuff or goes online and finds pictures and prints them out and puts them on her vision board, right? I'm going on a trip. Uh, the first two-week trip I've ever taken, leaving this Friday, and it was on my vision board, right? So, you know, if you gotta have, you got to have goals. You've got to have things you want to achieve, saving money, retirement fund, kids in college, whatever it is. Write it down and have the business. And the business plan itself that I send out to you guys has, okay, all the categories on it and what you need to do, all right? So um, anybody have any questions about what I've covered so far? All you have to do is hit star six and unmute yourself, and I'll be able to hear you. Any questions so far? Come on, don't be shy. All right, so I've covered, um, you know, having a mission statement, having a vision, doing the vision board, go through the exercise of Section 5. If you don't have a success series workbook, email my assistant, Lisa P, L-I-S-A-P, at B-H- H-S-N-V, like Nevada, dot com. All right, and tell her you want the um, Success Series Workbook, the teacher's version. has all the stuff filled out. You might as well, everybody should have one of those. I think you can re review every now and then. And then read Section 5. And, you know, where it starts, I think it's, oh, God, I think it's page 70-something, or maybe it's 90. I don't know. It says, um, when it starts talking about a business plan, and uh, it's right there. Uh, I can tell you guys, I, have, I happen to have one right here. It's section 5 on the um, accessories workbook, and I believe, yeah, it's like Section 70. Yeah, business planning outline starts on page 79. So if you, get a, if you get a workbook from her and you go to page 79, go through that exercise. It would be good for all of you. Everyone should do it. Remember, like I learned this years ago in my time with Mike Ferry, was uh, Earl Nightingale. People don't have a problem achieving goals. They have a problem writing them down. You know, I don't know if you know this. One of the major colleges, I don't know if it was Harvard or Yale, or, but they, like 30 years ago, they interviewed the, a graduating class like for two years in a row. And they found out that in these graduating classes, two to three percent of the people graduating actually had written goals, like written down and could show them, right? Some of them had them in their brain. You know, well, I have it in my mind. I know what I... So, uh, and then 20 years later, the people that were still alive, they found the 2 to 3%. They found everybody else. They kept track of them, right? And then they found that these people, um, the 2 to 3% in both graduating classes had a net worth higher than the other 97% combined. That's pretty crazy, right? So that's why writing, so when you say it's in my head, that's not good enough. It's good, but it's not as good. That's why when you're in my coaching, you know, everybody's supposed to email their commitments. I do that on purpose. If you say your goals to people in two-week incre increments, and then you follow it up with it in writing to my assistant, the chances of you doing it go up astronomically. Okay, that's why I do that. People, people, some people think it's irritating. Well... It's, uh, it's, it's only irritating if you don't do it, because if you do it, you love it, because you see how well it works. I, do that. I did that for years when I was uh, selling with Mike Ferry and being involved in business planning and then eventually one-on-one -on -one coaching. And all those things are still with me today, and they work. Keep it simple. Okay? Um, you know, I also would recommend, 
you know, when you're thinking about your business is what's your target market? Like what do you, you know, of the five lead sources? Because we know, okay, I'm going to bore you for a second because all of you already know this, but I'm going to say it again because it's my job. I know. I'm going to give you an example. Okay, so I'm brand new in the business. I want to sell 15 homes my first year. Yours is easy. Talk to 15 people a day within the five lead sources. The five lead sources are your sphere, farming, which means just listed, just sold, open house activity, all right, uh, expires, for sale by owners, and social media. Those are the five with the big five categories that I talk about, all right? So you know you have to have 15 conversations. Pick them. Doesn't even matter. That, you can do it all from your sphere and farming, okay? Like I just had a great group call with four great guys, and every one of them does it slightly different, but they, you know, I'm not going to say they're perfect with their context, but they do a really good job, and they all do it slightly different. Two of them do mostly farming and, you know, their sphere, and a couple, of, you know, another one, door knocks expires and his, his sphere, and, you know, and then, uh, you know, they all do it slightly different within the five lead sources. The question is, which ones are you going to do? Now, I've been in the business for three, four years, and I already closed 15, and I want to close 30. My number is still 15 because there's a difference between where I am and where I want to go. And for most of those people, they're already working their sphere at least somewhat and maybe have a farm, but then they need to add. Like, what categories would you add? You know, remember, guys, achieving new goals requires being uncomfortable. I always compare it to going to the gym. You go to the gym, even though I love the gym, like I was at the gym this morning, but, you know, getting your body temperature up and start sweating is uncomfortable. Even though once you're sweating, you feel great, and the juices are flowing, you got all these hormones pumping through your system that normally wouldn't be unless you were working out. You know, years ago when I read a book by a woman way smarter than me, some kind of psychologist, psychiatrist, I can't remember what she was, but she said that working out every day and eating, working out, reading, and eating properly, okay, like in, just the working out part, guys, says it, it puts into your blood system the same chemicals that Ritalin, okay, focus, right? If you're ADHD like me, Ritalin, then, you know, Ritalin, Ativan, makes sense to you because, you know, these are things that they give people with ADHD, but you can do that just by working out. And the same, um, you get the same uh, hormones as like, um, and chemicals as uh, like Prozac. So you get more focused and you feel better about yourself just from working out. It's, that's why people go, some people are addicted to working out. Yeah, that's why. The way you feel a lot of times, okay, like I was just with my mother who, you know, she had a procedure, she's doing great, but I was in New England for three days. I left on the red eye Thursday night, and I was there, for, got back late, got back last night. I didn't work out for three days. I'm telling you, this morning I felt totally different because, um, and then once I left the gym, though, okay, that's why I do this. Because um, I felt much better, you know. You, even two or three days of not working out changes my mindset. I don't know how people don't work out. I go, I don't understand. It, it's uh, like I don't understand how people do business without consistent prospecting or as much as they could. Because I've never had that issue where I could just rely on my sphere. Or would I? Even if I could, would I? I don't think I would. Because that means I'm limiting what I'm doing. And just like working out, there's no way in – because I've done no working out and I've done working out. There's no way you can do anything to feel as good as you do when you're working out. So why would I rob myself of the opportunity of that every day? I wouldn't. Not anymore. Right? Don't get me wrong. It took me a while to get into this groove, but 
I've been doing it now for about 12, 13 years, and it's pretty good. And before that, I worked out, but not like I'm doing because I want my mind to be right. I want my physicality to be right. It transfers to every area of your life. You know, I always say, and you guys have heard me say this, that as a real estate salesperson, the two most reciprocal actions you can take, meaning that they have benefits down the line, down the line, down the line, are working out consistently and consistent prospecting. You do those two every day, everything else will come in. Because if you're willing to do those two, all the other ones are things that you definitely do, like being organized for appointments. and Those are no-brainers. Okay, so you got to decide, and when you're doing the business plan, go through the exercise of Section 5. Some of you have great managers. I know Amanda's usually on here. Meet with Amanda, your manager, whoever your manager is, okay, uh, and go over the business plan. They know how to do the business plan. Matter of fact, Amanda's office, we just did it last week on Wednesday, right? Go through it. Do it. Take the initiative. Now you have the business plan. I don't know, but when I used to do this every year, and I would – because I did mine by hand. I did the numbers by hand. I used to keep, my, I used to keep track of my numbers by hand because, you know, we didn't use computers when I first started in real estate. Okay, so we didn't even, uh, we didn't even have cars. No, I'm kidding. We had cars. But, um, you know, I mean, uh, and, and, but, but there's a benefit of learning how to do it, you know, with a calculator. It really makes you understand the process. So if some of you want to do that, you can always get my number analyzer too. It's pretty simple, just a spreadsheet. Okay, and keep track, because I would recommend you do that. Winners keep score. Remember that. Imagine going to a basketball game, they don't keep score. So, you know, it'd be crazy. They keep score, and they keep all the stats, right? So definitely do that. Decide what lead sources you're going to call, or door knock, or both, or social media. You know, if you just decide that I'm going to make my contacts every day and fill a database you guys are lucky because you have the VAC. Make sure they're getting stuff from you. Make sure you're staying in touch with them. Make sure you're connected with each one of them on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok if you want to, YouTube, right? Make sure you're doing that. I'm going to tell you right now, your whole real estate existence is going to change. And I'm going to tell you something. By the way, the Fed's talking. This market we're currently in is going to be here for a little while, by the way, they're talking. Because they have no intentions of lowering rates. Will they someday? Of course. Will that create a little feeding frenzy? Absolutely. But it's not around the corner, folks. When I say around the corner, like, I don't think it's going to be this year. Might be next year, but that's not what they're talking about, raising the base rate one more time this year. That's how crazy they are, our current Fed. I don't, I don't understand them. You know, they, they've raised the rates 525% in the last 18 to 20 months. It's historic. I'm surprised more people aren't talking about it. We had, we, the last time we had one, 0.75 increase was 1994. One in a year. We had four in seven months, six months. Okay, last year. It's ridiculous. All right, and, and they're not talking. It's like historical news that no one talks about because we know the news only talks about what they want you to hear. It's crazy today. I mean, and that's another thing that you got to be careful of today. All right, because, you know, if you're watching the news, first off, you're wasting your time. Secondly, would you, unless you just want to hear what you want to hear based on what channel you pick. That's what I find people do. Well, I'm a Democrat, so I'm going to pick this one. Well, I'm a Republican, so I'm going to pick this one because they tell me what I want to hear. And it's true, they do. And they censor everything else. <laughs> Crazy times, man. Crazy times. All right, but that's the time we're in. And, you know, as somebody who loves to read, I thought, this has got to be the worst 
time in political history. And then I realized it's not. It's not like if you have, you know, I just finished a book by, uh, about Alexander, Alexander Hamilton. Okay. And uh, um, Alexander Hamilton was killed in a duel by his political opponent. That's what they used to do back then. Even though it was technically illegal, they didn't enforce it. They eventually made it illegal because it wasn't at first. Burr, okay, uh, you know, he was, a vice, I think he was the second vice president, second or third. Uh, they challenged Alexander Hamilton to a duel and uh, killed him, you know, died a day and a half later. I mean, that's, I mean, so we've had crazy political times in our country, okay? So it's not, this is not anything new. They just escalated certain periods in certain times, or maybe it's just because I'm paying attention more. I don't know, because I never used to pay attention to it, but I, the last, I would say, 10 years, I've been paying attention to it more, and it does have an effect on the stock market, interest rates, the economy. There's no doubt about it. It does. You can exaggerate a situation, or you can make it better, exaggerate it negatively or positively based on what's going on. And you guys have probably have noticed there's a little difference the last three years than prior to the last four years for our businesses, I'm talking, just for our business. As far as inflation, interest rate, gas prices, you know, when you go to the supermarket, if you do, and anything else, it's, it's a whole different world the last three years. All right, so you decide. That's why we have elections. You decide what you like and uh, vote for that person as, uh, you know, because it's around the corner. We're going to have an election year next year. Now, that's another thing that usually makes a market stay a little steady is an election year because people use it as an excuse. Well, I want to see what's going to happen. That always cracks me up. What do you think is going to happen? Like they're going to roll up the streets and go, I mean, it's just a, uh, but some people who aren't super motivated will use that as an excuse. And what do you do with them? You just stay in touch. Educate them. Like if I'm working with a buyer right now, I'm going to educate them as to why, especially if they don't own a home already. It's the best time to buy a home for the next who knows how long. Could be forever. I mean, we are in an inventory crunch. And the only reason it's not more exposed is because of the interest rates. If the interest rates were back in the, you know, even the fours, fives probably, this market would be totally different. Okay, but because they're higher, it slowed things down a little bit. There's a lot more people, okay, who can afford to buy than are buying and still renting because they think the interest rates are going to get better. And, and they will, but the prices will be up higher too. So I would convince somebody, you can at least pick the house you want right now and then refinance later. Like look at uh, Prosperity. They'll give you to the end of 2025. That's two years and a quarter, okay, to refinance with no lender fee. That's a pretty good deal. So you get today's rate, maybe get a buy down. So I, I would just, and if that doesn't work, then I just stay in touch with them. People like to do it when other people are doing it. You know, not everybody follows the Warren Buffett method of, you know, be greedy when people are afraid and be afraid when people are greedy, um, you know, because uh, that's, you know, you get a better deal. Soon as soon as everybody wants it, everybody has to have it. We'll have a feeding frenzy. Prices will go up. You know, and especially if you're in Arizona or Nevada, you think, well, they've been up a lot. They can't go up anymore. Look at California. California still is way above um, the average sale price, so you know they can. It becomes a it, – if it continues the way it is, it would be a premium to own your own house, even a condo or whatever. Because most people, you know, in big cities like New York and Boston, they rent because it's so expensive. All right? 
So there we go. Okay, so decide to go through the exercise, maybe even come up with a vision board. Decide what your elevator speech is going to be. Just maybe describe your business to yourself too, all right? Go through the exercise of doing the business plan. Come up with your daily schedule. So you have the numbers, how much money you want to make equals the number of transactions. That's the first page. The second page is the execution, which is say what you're going to do and be specific. You know, I'm going to knock this on many doors. I'm going to do this. I'm going to talk to this many expires. Be specific. And there's a category for each one of those. How are you going to get your listings? How are you going to get them sold? Okay, and then the last part is the schedule. And then once you decide on the schedule, remember, the schedule is the daily business plan, the road to follow to get you where you want to go. Okay, it's really that simple. All right, anybody have a question? Star six, come on, somebody, somebody star six, ask me a question. You st when you hit star six, you unmute yourself, and then I can hear you. And then, uh, so somebody has to have a question. And even if you don't have a question, if you had to have one, what would it be? Don't be shy. All right, apparently, I have been explaining it so well that no one has, I don't believe that, by the way. I'm being sarcastic, if you haven't noticed. So uh, apparently, I've explained it so well that no one has a question. You guys got it all figured out. Now, when no one asks me a question, here's what I assume. You're just going to do exactly what we just said. You're going to go through the exercise. You're going to come up with your elevator speech. You're going to describe your business a little bit. You're going to do the business plan with your manager or if you've done it before by yourself. You're going to print it out, put it in front of you in your office, maybe give a copy to your spouse so they know what you're doing. Do all of that stuff. Commit or recommit in this, in this instance. And then you guys have a great rest of your week. All right, we'll pick this up. You guys are the best. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for your time. Go get them.